0: Hey, y'all, welcome to episode five, season one, Proven Not Perfect. This is Chantra Powell. Today, we are gonna talk about something that I think is pretty powerful, y'all. So the question to you is, where's my super suit? (laughs) If you have a child in your life or if you are a child at heart, That phrase might sound very familiar to you from a really popular character who made many of us laugh in the theaters when we saw Incredibles for the first time, and then the second time as well. I love, love, love that character. I love, love, love that question. Where's my super suit? And that's what we're going to talk about today. So I want to start by reminding you that there are a few places where you can hit me up. You can hit me up on Instagram, proven underscore, not underscore perfect. Uh, You can hit me up on Clubhouse, um, at Chantra Powell. You can hit me up on Twitter, at Chantra Powell. Um, And uh, yeah, so you can even send me an email directly, um, spowell at provennotperfect.com. Whichever of those ways you want to hit me up. And if you know me personally, give me a text. I love those too. So here we go. Three things I have for you today. The first thing, I want to talk about trained versus innate. The second thing, I want to talk about just underneath the surface. And the third thing, I want to talk about unpacking. All right? So there we go. Trained versus innate, just underneath the surface, and unpacking. Okay, here we go. So you probably, like me, are um, advanced in your degree, and you have, you know, the, the high school degree the college degree maybe even the grad school degree maybe even the post grad school degree I don't know a lot of degrees right and we do this because we are focused on getting the credentials that are gonna help us to achieve success in our life right um, so we find a, a, an area of study you know for me it was finance and that becomes the basis of what you get really 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 good at knowing everything about finance, in my case, finance risk management, and letting that set you on a path to start a career. Um, Typically, that career will take you um, in that early phase of I'm an intern at something, whether that's an early intern teacher, um, whether that's an intern in a corporation, whether that's a a newbie in a startup who is uh, trying to establish themselves as a relevant character in the play of that startup operation, right? Either way, you're you're starting off with this notion of um, coming with what you consider what backs you to be successful in building and growing and developing, right? And so we're trained, okay? We're trained to be successful in the thing. Um, If you are like many of us, right? Especially later on in our career, that training establishes um, a trend for you to knock it out the park, get acknowledged for that, and then to potentially move on to the next thing. Um, you know, that's a good thing. That's a really good thing. I think sometimes what we experience though is what part of our success in going from the thing we started to the thing we're promoted to, um, what part of that was because of the training and what part of that was something extra, an essence um, about us that we maybe hadn't even tapped into, right? So what part was the training and what part was just innately who I am, right? Right. And so it's understanding the the difference between the two, right? Because before I ever went to um, college to be trained in the principles of finance and, quite frankly, general business, um, before I did that, there were some things, some very unique specific things that I was bringing with me, right? I didn't know. I didn't really call that out yet, but there were some things and it was more than she's a good math student. Um, she's uh, she's re- She really performed well in accounting. She really performed well in science, um, seems to have a strong analytical mind. It, it, it's more than that, right? There was something else more than that. Didn't really know, didn't really have a handle on it, didn't really put my finger on it, but it had to be something a little bit more than that. Because if not, why would somebody else who had the same training, um, and I kind of don't care what school you went to because I kind of believe that at the end of the day, if you go through curriculum, um, it, it, there, there's no real difference, right? Now, the difference comes in network and networking and, and all that stuff, right? But But I'm going to say if somebody else went through the same training and they brought the same desire that I did, but yet, I was called out and moved up in promotion, and they perhaps had a longer journey to see promotion, or maybe didn't see it at all, right? What really is the difference? What really was the difference between the two of us? And we're so caught up in that credential, in that, you know, what I, what I have brought with me as far as certification, as far as education, um, qualification, pick a shun, pick one, okay? Um, We bring all of that. We're so caught up in that, and we're in the race, and we're winning, right? We're getting the promotion. We're moving on. We're getting the promotion. We're moving on. But some people are not. Maybe you, I don't know which category you fall in. Maybe you fall in the category of, you know what, I've tried for many of the promotions, and I don't get them as quickly as the person to my left or my right. And then maybe you fall in the category of, yeah, right. You're right. I'm completely in that zone. I keep getting promoted. It keeps happening for me. But there's something very interesting to me about the two scenarios, right? So I want to unpack that a little bit. And that's where I want to move us to that next concept of underneath the surface. Okay. So I'm going to pick on a little bit uh, part of my career where I spent some time. At, I'm going to tell you, I seriously still believe um, in particular in that season, one of the best run companies in the absolute world under some of the best leaders Um in the absolute world, with some of the best talent in the absolute world. And I say all of this unapologetically. Um, I had the privilege of being hired to a management uh, position about six years into my career with GE. Um, At that time, their headquarters was in Fairfield, Connecticut and I was hired by the deputy treasurer of the company um, and the treasurer of the company at the time, Mr. Jim Bunt, was uh, very much a part of that hiring process and decision. So um, that's pretty that, that that's pretty impressive in and of itself. Scary too, right? But that being said, um, you know, the one thing that I will say, uh, I'll say many things, but one thing that I will say is that Moving into a company like that, where at the time, leadership from the top was very, very clear, Jack Welch was in in place, um, was very, very clear about what the initiatives were for every given year. And the system and structure was in place that every single year, it was not only clear what was important, driven from the top, but the how was very clear as well. There were cultural statements and there were expectations of how we behaved. Um, and it drove this movement of a culture that um, some great leaders leaned into and I believe you know have spawned off to do some other great things because of us all believing um, in that philosophy. Um, but one unique thing I want to talk about, and that is in that culture along with the things you might read about right whether you're an A player or a C player and you know statistically where the mean of success moved up every year so it was a intense competitive environment and you did not have the ability to stand still you had the you had 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 to continue to rise and to continue to get better or else you would find yourself moving from top talent to average talent and average talent next year meant below average talent right and so this was what was driving that culture at that time and um so you know it was known that if you were knocking it out of the park your tenure in any given role was probably something like 12 to 18 months so once you got to 12 months You started to be really articulate around the deliverables that you had executed. Um, And also you started to be articulate around where you saw your next move based on both your successes and what you still had to learn and grow. And so 18 months for sure you were pretty much guaranteed if you were in that category to get a tap and to move on, right? And move on for most of us meant something that was new, challenging, um, a little bit different than what you'd done before, but certainly enough, a close enough cousin that um, characteristically you, you were ready, right? You were ready. Um, and so, you know, as I think about that, if you were in GE culture with me around that time frame, where every 18 months you were looking forward to and expecting your next move and having that happen, for me, my career began to take on a life of its own, right? Where, okay, here it is. Knock it out the park, move on to the next. Knock it out the park, move on to the next. Laser focus on what the problem is for me to solve, laser focused on how I solve it with my certifications and my qualifications, and then laser ready to get in, design my first 30, 60, 90-day strategy, enlist my um, network of influencers that were gonna help me to be successful in that role, knock it out the park as I identified the top three problems to solve, then pick the ones that I was going to work on, and then get exposure in the process because I was very articulate around my story and what I was doing well, and get tapped, move on. So think of this as a theme, right? It happens again, and then again, and then again. And in this case, it was five years of this wonderful journey for me, okay? Wonderful in the sense that I began to amass such diverse um, experiences bringing the skills and credentials that I came with that I thought was the secret sauce to my success, right? I am winning. Um, I am growing because of these credentials that were tangible, that were on the surface. But what I would start to realize as I would move out of GE Into another Fortune 100 corporate uh, culture, that you know, those credentials aren't always where your success lies. Said differently, those credentials aren't the full story of where your success lies. There's something underneath the surface because. If it weren't so, you would probably see someone moving from one culture with the same skills and experiences to another culture with the same skills and experiences, knocking it out the park day one. Wasn't my story. When I moved to the new corporate culture, um, within 30 days, seriously, and this is Johnson Controls, within 30 days almost... I had manned it and working for business unit president, um, who would later become the CEO of the company, um, a great sponsor, and quite frankly, mentor in my career, (laughs) before 30 days was up, literally pulled me aside and said, are you just trying to get fired by pissing off every single person on my leadership team? (laughs) So I'm laughing because at this time, I'm thinking, well, hang on. My skills, my credentials, my experiences, I'm doing all the things. I'm doing all the things. Um, And it's not working here? What does that mean? So this is when, for me, I had a turning point and started to understand this notion of underneath the surface. And starting to understand and starting to um, appreciate that it wasn't just the skills and experiences and credentials that were tangible it was the intangible it was the thing that made me uniquely good at whatever i set out to do it was my superpower it was my supersuit where's my supersuit so now we're going to shift into unpacking When you really decide that you want to be at a place where you're not tied to the tangible credentials that, you know, you can spout, quite frankly, others can spout, and you really want to tap into that unique thing about you that was there all along, that helped you Be successful in going from thing to thing. Or, like I acknowledged earlier, there are two categories. You're either moving from thing to thing, being promoted successfully, or you're not and you're watching others. So I'll say it this way. What's the thing that you haven't tapped into that is unique to you despite the credentials, the, I majored in finance, I majored in engineering, I majored in the thing, right? What's unique to you that you have not tapped into? Hmm. Think about that. What is the thing that draws people to you? What is the thing that makes others around you trust in your credibility? What is the thing that allows you to walk into new situations, even though you may not have seen it before, but with a groundedness and a confidence that has to come from a place of something that isn't the surface, because you've never been there before? What's your superpower? So that's the question. Unpacking your superpower. How is it some people can successfully move? And how is it some of us get stuck? What's below the surface? So how do we unpack that? So I'm going to ask that you take this pause right here. Give yourself some time and ask yourself, what's my unique essence? What's my unique offer? And if you already know it, ask yourself, what am I doing right now to absolutely bring my superpower to bear to make great things happen for me and for others? And if you haven't tapped into that, Ask yourself, when people meet me, what do they say about me? And if you can't come up with that, ask the people close to you in your life. What sets me apart? What do you think? I do the personal friendships. I do the professional trusted relationships. And see what comes back. Try it on. See if it fits. See when they say it, and when you say it out loud, do you get a smile on your face and say, yep, this is it. All right, y'all, that's what I got for you today. Where is my super suit? Proven not perfect podcast for you.